Hey guys, awesome episode. It's a dim the light special with your boy Classic Shell. Get into it. Tons of emails, Reds. You're going to love it. Share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Creed, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. Um, it's it's really amazing to go out there and meet you and see you. And this podcast keeps growing, but we got to keep it going more. More and more. We need you. And we need your help to figure out how to get more people involved. Mm -hmm. And here's how you can help us. We have a survey. Because that's going to, it's going to, you're going to, it's in the details of the podcast episode, right, Shelby? You're listening on your phone right now. It's in that phone. It's in that phone. In the description. So you go to the description. That's where it tells you a little bit about what we talked about. The link to the survey is going to be right there, front and center, and you can go and just tell us who you are, what you are, where you're from, how old you are, and you know what it does? It helps us figure out where I can go on and be a guest to get more people like you to listen. Also, it helps us to know what sponsors to bring in, because we want to bring you deals that make sense for you. I don't want to be on here talking about you know the thingamajigs and you're going i have nothing no need for that yeah you're like selling john deere tractors and everyone's like yeah we're not a farmer this is right and so if you're out there we find out that the audience is you know 90 percent you know women in need of tampons we want more tampon companies bring them on that's right bring on the flow literally a flow of women Literally and figuratively. So, listen. There's a survey in the description. Go check it out. Go, go, go. Fill her out and uh, help out Papa JT. I love today's episode. We're gonna do these every now and again. I got a lot of great feedback. Just your boy J Train and Classic Shelb. Classic ep. A classic ep. No guest. No guest. We turn down the lights. We put on some soft jazz and we bang out some music, some some emails. Bang them out one after another. One after another. Because I got a huge inbox. Full to the brim. To the brim. Tippity top. And so Classic Shelb and I, we're going to dance the night away in your ears and really answer some good ones. How you been, Shelby? I've been okay. Yeah. Pretty busy. The audience, I gotta say, you've been killing it lately. Mm-hmm. The audience wants to know more about you. How so? I get questions about you all the time. Number one being, what's he look like? There are no pics of myself on the old gram. There's no pics of you, but there is one. Is your Twitter bio? I don't follow. Are you, your Twitter avatar is a picture? Oh of yeah, you. yeah. Besides that, like, besides that's the only one they got. That's it. 
what would you if you're gonna if people were like, what's Shelby all about? What would you tell people? What am I about? Like, I'm a single, you, single male, male, twenty something. Not gonna give away the age. Can't do it. No, Women 20. never tell. A woman never tells. I came in a lady, and I would like to remain as such. I I get it. Now you okay? Now we got together to do this podcast uh, via Stand Up New York Labs. Correct. And then you had worked in radio a long time. I worked. What in would you consider your position? Currently, yeah, I am a podcast producer. Okay, very millennial thing to say. <laughs> That's a tough one to say on a date. Oh yeah, because I I always say when the, someone's like, oh yeah, I, I was like, I if I explain, I have two podcasts. I say it's like saying you're a vegan atheist. It's like, oh, I gotta listen to both of those now. I mean, some people they like. I found it's like, oh, oh, podcast, oh, I like that, or I have no idea what that is. Well, when people don't have an I mean, I've talked about it here on this show. When people don't know podcasts, they, they go over the top. They act like, oh, well, I don't know how to use that. You know, they, they turn into crazy people. Do you get that a lot? Or it's like, what is it? What's that? And I like, oh, it's like a radio show or kind of on your phone or the computer, and it's like, what? I, a silence. I always <laughs> say internet radio. Yeah. Internet radio, and they go on demand, just like you would go to Netflix for TV. You go to a podcast, you know, go to Apple Podcasts for a radio show. That makes sense. This, I'm gonna start doing this, that. Yeah, I could write this out for you. Yeah, make I help you on the. How are you dating? What do you? What's your? What's your process? At Classic Shelb on Instagram, letting the ladies know. Taking a break from dating yeah right now my life was a little chaotic with uh, <laughs> too many women oh sure <laughs> all the women yeah just with work got uh, kind of well, this podcast insane. keeps getting bigger and oh so big the responsibility here of course you work on other shows so that's a big thing too many and you're working with like celebs yet yeah, very accurate <laughs> can you can you divulge any names you want to drop I feel weird doing so because, mm. like, I'm the, I'd say I'm a spokesman for this show, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I'm on it currently. Sure. My name's in the description. Yeah. But it's not like I am for those, you know what I mean? That's interesting. You're kind of a fly on the podcast wall for a lot of these shows. Yeah, it's like if you're, I- You're a character. The people want to know about you. Yeah, and if I'm like, not that I would- like I, it's so weird. Like I, people that put their, like, job in their Twitter thing sure. when they definitely don't have to. And I'm not <laughs> out there tweeting like offensive things, but for sure. No, but I would say that's the classy. There's a classy way to go about how you do deal with your job, and there's a not classy way. I'd say you're doing the classy thing. Like I even like I saw some guy like he was. Like with CrossFit, and he lived in like the some like oh VP of marketing for this division, and he like tweeted some shit like oh homosexuals, no they should all like burn in hell. And oh people my god! Like uh, CrossFit, <laughs> this guy, and it said in the the bio like, yeah. and they're like he no longer works. Well, in that's interesting you say because you're like a hired gun, you know, for this show, right? And you're also a hired gun for a lot of these shows where it's like okay, we need someone as a producer that can help us out. So there might be a famous person out there who has a podcast where you're like. Well, I don't want, I'm not putting their name on, like I can kind of live in the shadows of their show 
And it's if if I you know if someone doesn't like me, they can't go. Well, this celebrity must agree with everything Shelby says. Exactly. Like I I feel like they're like because I work for a lot of big brands. Yeah. So if I like had like, let's just say I work for ESPN. That's sure. not one of them. But if I put that for like, an example, yeah, in the bio, and then I was tweeting things that like. Trump like hey you piece of shit it would yeah, still yeah, be yeah. like weird like hey we're not like you're not uh, he's not a spokesman for us I get it I think that's a good way to go I think that's a smart way to go play it's it good. safe it's gonna be fun to see that you're like the who is the guy uh, that produced all the Saved by the Bells Elder no his name is uh, he that's gonna be you one day the Saved by the Bell someone's screaming it at the T at the radio right now it's um this is a real great radio sam bro no there's a guy peter ingle all right right right, something like that it's it's something ingle where he was like uh he was also like the guy who played like I'm, i'm looking it up he he played like a serial killer in a movie uh peter ingle written uh he was the saved by the bell guy he um but he, you're going to end up being the Peter Engel of all these podcasts. Like, you're, you're the Aaron Spelling of right, podcasts. Right, that makes sense. I'm, I think I'm on a wider swath of, like... Well, Aaron Spelling was involved with, like, th- like 300 shows. So that could be you one day. Someone could be like, I used to, you know, listen to him on J-Train. It is. Or I currently do. Maybe in 30 years we'll still be going. It is weird, like, meeting so many, like, going from this, doing, like, comedy, and then the next is, like, some weird, like, a, like po- a, history a, big, podcast. a big political one, and I'm, like, talk, like, sitting next to, like, some, like, Me Too big persons <laughs> in the news, like, and then the next, I'm, like, oh, football betting. Like, yeah, is, <laughs> and, that, and then you come here, and you're talking about some chick getting called a party animal yeah. by the family, but that's, like, it keeps the day fresh, you know? Yeah, keeps things, uh... Keeps the brain moving. Let's so let's do it. You got it. classic Shelb and J Train hanging here on your Friday episode. Pumped to have you. The lights are dim. We got a whole mess of emails and all your stuff. Keep sending them in. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let me give a couple dates. Just to close out the year. Um, today's the seventh. Uh, I am going to be Atlantic City at the Atlantic City Comedy Club on the 14th and 15th. Go to that. Go to that. Atlantic City Comedy Club, 14th and 15th of December. And then I'm doing Christmas Eve shows at Gotham. Those are always fun if you're a Jew out there. Those are fun. If you're a single Jewish person, the matzo ball is the one that everyone talks about. Mm Mm-hmm. Matzo balls the day, but uh, Christmas Eve they do basically like a big like you know singles event to get a bunch of Jews together. Okay, I would say that the Christmas Eve comedy show is a great move. Gotham Comedy Club, I'll be on both shows there, and then I am doing a show on New Year's Eve. That's the big one. That's the big one. Listen, I understand New Year's Eve. You're going to do whatever you do. I'm going to be at. Mohegan Sun at Comics. Mohegan Sun. Um, it's on my website, jaredfreed.com, or go to Comics website. I'm doing two shows, New Year's Eve. Spend the night with Papa JT. If you're out there and you want to come, I understand that that's not everyone's cup of tea for New Year's Eve. 
But I do understand that there's a market for what I'm talking about. It's a month. It's a Monday night, and you're sitting there. Probably, maybe you've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just a bunch of friends that are like, "We want to chill." It's a great time. And if you're in the Connecticut area, in the Mohegan Sun area, come on out. I love that club. The people who own it have been good to me for a long time, so I'm pumped to go do that. Yeah, you're going to be there. You're going to make it fun. I'm, I'll try my best. So that's where I'll be. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do some emails. You ready, Shelby? Let's get into it. How to transform my social life and meet people IRL. Let's do... Been a big fan. I've been a up listener since day one and found J-Train shortly after. Pod days are my favorite days of the week and I'm already spreading the love. P.S. Saw you kill it at Comedy Slayer on Tuesday. Wish I'd said hi, but maybe next time. Oh, that's very nice. I'd love your advice on a somewhat complex issue. Some background first. I'm 26-year-old female in New York City. I'm an Maybe an 868 face, body, personality. Guys or girls can use it. It fits relevant. She's sent pics. She's very cute. She's not giving herself enough credit. Shelby? She's cute. I agree. Um, I moved here four years ago for grad school and just finished in May. During my time here, I've, I've met and dated plenty of guys online, with the most serious being a recent boyfriend of six months. We broke up in September. I've eased back into the apps, but I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm tired of swiping through endless strangers and would rather put that energy into finding, having fun with my friends and meeting people IRL. Here's the problem. While I love and value my circle of friends, it's almost entirely made up of people I work with or went to school with. This is kind of the norm in my small profession. So I often don't, don't often meet new people when socializing. On top of that, dating guys in my field have been messy in the past, so I avoid it. I do have friends outside of work and have been making an effort to see them more often, but I wonder if I'd benefit from making the circle wider. Basically, I feel the need to round my social life, not only because I think it could lead to better potential dates, but because I need to find someone, uh, some work-life balance. Where should I start making the changes in my life? Any thoughts would be totes preach. What do we think? Sort of have been dealing with the same thing. Yeah. You're only hanging out with people in the world that you live in work-wise and school-wise, and you're like, I need to broaden my group? Maybe not like work-wise, but I'm definitely trying to change my group. Like, uh, I'm thinking like, do I really... Some of these people I like hanging out with, but some of them are a little like seedier. I'd like to... Seedier? (laughs) What do you mean? Maybe involved in the... uh, drug community a really a little too much i had I'm no idea like, that you were in such running hmm. with such a uh, tough crowd not you know <laughs> i didn't know you were such a rambunctious bunch oh yeah like the warriors yeah, yeah. and then thing like oh wait you know if i'm seeing somebody do i really want to is this the group we really want to bring them Who into I introduce them to i i i kind of think of friends in the way i think of like meals the ones you, the friends you should keep and the ones you should dig into more are the ones you walk away and you go, wow, that feels good. Yeah. And then the ones you should kind of like shed from are the ones you walk away from and go, oh, did I do something wrong? Am I okay? You know, the ones that make you feel kind of like you had a bad, you have a bad stomach ache. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta be aware of that. You can only do it after you come out of the hang. Like... I, I had one night in when I was with Michelle this past weekend. We went to um, 
the Claremont Lounge, which is this old strip club in Atlanta. And we sat at the bar, and we both walked away being like, wow, that was such a fun night. Like, we were walking back to the hotel. We were, like, going, you know, getting in the elevator. We are like, and I said, we both literally said at the same time, like, that was just so good. We had such a good time. We both had, like, the same conclusion. You're trying something new. Trying something new, getting out there. We went to a place that made us feel good about going out. We had fun as friends together. And we were like, ah, you know, and you have that after the fact. You walk into a night not knowing what's coming. So to her, I don't think it's about, like, cut, you know, putting your friends on a list and being like, oh, I don't know about this one. You know, like on a Venn diagram of people. you keep. I think you go in and you go, who are the people that I walk away from going, man, I, I'm my best self around them. Right, and then maybe not even looking for like, oh, these people have my same interests, this and that. Because I've like met people that I'm really close through sure. through work that I'm I'm thinking, wait, if I hadn't worked with them, we I wouldn't be like, oh, thinking that's somebody I would hang out with if I just saw in real life. The, this is the thing when you when you put rules on it like that, where you're like, well, no work people, I don't want it to get incestuous. No this, I don't want it to get this, I don't want it to get that. That's when you start blocking yourselves off from the opportunity to make those people friends. And then I think, oh, but I could actually just shoot the shit with them about anything all day, but I wouldn't, I'd be blocking myself. I have a couple friends that what they'll do is they won't mix the groups, which I appreciate sometimes. But like I have a friend that comes to visit New York all the time. And when he comes to visit, he'll go, well, I can hang out with you Saturday from 5 to 5.15. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, why don't we do, I'm going to be around Saturday of the day. And he's like, well, that's my big event with my college people. And I'll be like, what What event? And he's like, well, we're getting, I'm like, dude, I, I, I can only get together. To, let's just get together. To, and it's like, he's made himself closed off to that whole thing. That's like, he's going to be miserable. And it's like, you know, how much attention do you need to get? And I, I know what he's avoiding. He's avoiding having to sit there and be like, you know, worried about splitting up his time between, you know, telling the stories about high school stuff yeah. versus college stuff. And I get that. But, like, I think when you put those rules on your life, you're kind of closing yourself up to, like, good times and so, uh, good, good, what good can come from it. You're, they're a lot more similar than you'd think. Yes. I would say to her also, dig in. She says she's, tr- I think it also is tough to, like, try and get back with friends. She's like, she writes, I moved here four years ago to grad school. Uh, she writes, it's almost entirely made up of people I work with or went to school with. It's kind of the norm of my small profession, so I often don't meet people when socialize. often don't meet new people when socializing. On top of that, guys, uh, I do have friends outside of work, and I've been making an effort to see them more. There's a reason you don't see them more. You didn't like them that much. So dig in. I would say dig into the, the school friends because they're going to be friends with people they're going to have a circle and your goal should be, Hey, open up this party to the people you hang with also. And I'll bring in the other people I hang with also. And you're going to find someone via them. I think more likely than you going to like some friend that you didn't really like in the past. It's like even in college, I think of, Oh, these are my like close friends Mm. and going into college. I would like think like there was a guy, he was like the gayest guy I ever met. And like we met at an open mic, 
Yeah. Just, and he was like, oh, we got like really close, met other people. It's like, oh, we'll talk to their people have more similar interests than you'd think. Especially if they're already there. Right. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. If J Train, what's that? Could retroactively edit myself. Please. I think uh, the people I'm trying to get away with were like mattress on the floor people. Okay. Not like, I think people <laughs> would think I'm like shooting up. I don't well, work with. Well, well they, you just described the ruffians in your life as people with mattresses on the floor. The shooting up people would, that makes, that you didn't, you didn't take been, that away, I don't think, right. with the mattress on the floor. <laughs> you want people that are serious about their lives, is what you're saying. Right. I get that. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Classic Shelb at Classic Shelb. Dim the lights episode. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. We're sponsored people. Ooh, I love the sponsor this time of year, Harry's. I love Harry's because it's the perfect gift for anyone in your life friend, family, cousin, brother, sister. Anyone could use the Harry's gift set. It's great, and it's already wrapped and beautiful, and it's all there for you. And it also gets them a gift that they can keep giving to themselves in the future. Now that they have all the Harry's stuff, they can go on and keep you know, letting the mailman work for them. And it's tough to find something good for people. That's the toughest part. We get paralysis by options. There's so much out there, and you think you want to make some like great gift and then, and then you, you end just, up doing nothing yeah and then it's last minute and you're going to cvs to get something it's, it's awful it's kind of like you're getting valentine's day chocolates well if you were thinking of oh i'm gonna what invention could i create that would make me a millionaire and yeah. then you look at and you'd probably look would overthink it and then when reality they'd make like the squatty potty something that just improves shitting and they're a millionaire probably it's yes. kind of like with gifts Oh, what's like kind of crazy and like inventive gift? You're trying to outthink the room. But you should really just think, oh, all my friends shave. It's like Shelby explaining what he does on a date. Exactly. He say he does says so much that he doesn't say the the one sentence that can get him to the vagina. Internet radio on demand. <laughs> there it is. And then I'm just <laughs> there right in there. You're right in there. <laughs> Harry's makes last long lasting quality products at super reasonable prices. Four and a half out of five stars on Trustpilot. German engineer blades for as low as $2 each. Listen, people. As a special offer for fans of the show, we partners with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set. That's any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. Those are great because they're already wrapped. They're already ready to put under the tree. It's perfect. When you go to harrys.com slash jtrain, harrys.com slash jtrain, harrys.com slash jtrain, plus you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. It's going to run out, people. Get involved. The shaving set comes with ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. That's a great gift for dad. German-engineered five-blade cartridge that provides a close, comfortable shave. Foaming, foaming gel for a rich lather. A travel cover to protect your blades. A handsome holiday gift box. It's very handsome. Or if you just want something for yourself, redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before committing. Here we go. Get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends on December 12th. Ends December 12th, so act now. Go to harrys.com slash jtrain. Five days from now. We got five days. You should pause this and just do it now. Harrys.com slash jtrain to get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com slash jtrain. Let's, let's go. Let's really 
bust through these emails. You ready? Like the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall. That's right. Hello, J-Train. The other day, my girlfriend told me that a guy asked her out, and instead she invited him to come watch my hockey game with her and a friend. Oy. She talks to a few guys that are clearly into her, and she says that they are just friends. She then acts surprised when they try to make a move. I would love to hear your thoughts on how to play this. That's a tough one. The other day, my girlfriend told me that a guy asked her out, and instead she invited him to come watch my hockey game with her and a friend. That's an issue. It's one thing to have guy friends. It's another thing to have them go, I would like to to make out with you. And then you go, well, I have a boyfriend. But come anyways. That is because then you're like, well, we knew, we knew what the original <laughs> intention was. Yeah, so you know that the reason he's there is be. It, the the initial reason is because he's attracted, so she's just ignoring that fact because she wants some sort of attention. And listen, I don't think that it is as evil as it sounds. Like I don't think she's sitting there going, "Well, I gotta get that attention numbers up," you know, like fuck that boy. I think she doesn't even realize it that because this is a personal issue. She might have like a personal issue with. Her own self-esteem. Everybody kind of, a lot of times people think, and I do it myself, that like, oh, it's me. Like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. They it's not him. Me, it's not, they, yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand that. It's not that he's not good looking or worthy. It's, she's probably very self-conscious. And you can't even give her the amount of love or attention that she needs without maybe some, some help. And this is guy or girl. This isn't a... Uh, uh, you know, a battle of the sexes. This is this is anyone can be self conscious and want the attention of other. Listen, I'm putting shit on Instagram every day. I think I'm doing that because I'm well. No, no, you don't like rom coms. <laughs> I don't even like rom com. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do a dude who's watching rom com. I'm doing a, I'm gonna do a love actually soon. Tis the season. Now that now that I'm home for like a couple weeks. I'm very excited to do that. But dig in. I think what's his best move, you think, Shelby? Does he say something? So he was invited to the hockey game. The other day after. my girlfriend told me that a guy asked her out and instead she invited him to come watch my hockey game with her and her friend. She talks to a few guys that are clearly into her and she says that they are just friends. She then acts surprised when they try to make a move. I would love to hear your thoughts on how to play this. I think you can't speak when you have an issue. Here's the problem. If he looks all butthurt about it, she's going to go, oh, you're so jealous. Maybe I should be going for these other guys. Like, it's just not a good it's not a power position for a dude to be like, well, they, you keep talking to these other guys and I don't want you to. T-. It's not a power play. You can only sit back and say, I told you so. And be unaffected. And I know that's easier advice to give than it is to take. But if he, you, right now, you can't speak in the general. You have to speak in the specific. So for him, you can say to her, hey, who is that guy that you came to the game with? Oh, he asked me out. And then he wanted, and, and then I invited him as a friend. And you can go, you don't think that's weird? I don't care. But you, listen, that guy still wants to fuck you. I would say that. And I would go, just letting you know. And I wouldn't get mad. I would just be like, I'm just giving you information. That guy wants to fuck you. 
And then she can go, no. And I, and, and I would say, I guess if you need the attention, then take it. And I would just play that game. Because you're not going to win if you're like, you're not gonna, I, I don't like to put things in winning and losing, but if you like this person, they're not going to respond to you with jealousy, to jealousy. Yes, he's, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, if I, my specific intention was asking someone out and then they went, no, but I wouldn't to this go to the game function. unless I was like, oh, I can get oh, rid of I this love boyfriend. hockey, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that, the only way this guy's going to the game is if he thinks he can uh, out charm your hockey playing skills. Yeah. So if you're a ben- if you're riding bench, he's gonna sit there being like, "Where's the boyfriend on the bench?" And he's gonna fuck with you. I would even break up with someone like this, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with it. If you're gonna, if you need extra attention, I, I don't want to fight this battle that I can never win. So I'd be like, "Hey, you should move on." But if you're gonna stay, you can't get mad. All you can do is point it out with no emotion. Okay. Right? Yeah. You can go, well, that guy wants to fuck you. And she'd be like, no, what are you talking about? And you go, well, I wouldn't be friends with someone that I was attracted to and got turned down by and then went to a hockey game to watch her boyfriend. Ugh. It's crazy. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Running to the X at Classic Shelb here. Dim the Lights episode. Lots of feathering, but also jumping right into it. I was at a restaurant bar sitting at a booth, and my ex and the girl he cheated on me with, yikes, got seated in the booth right next to us. Like back to, to back with us, if that makes sense. So, so this guy cheated on her with a girl. They sit down at the booth here. She's at the next booth. I freaked out naturally. My friends helped me remain calm, and we finished our drinks and walked out without saying anything in an attempt to remain calm and unbothered. I immediately regretted not saying anything and standing my ground, but my friends convinced me that I did the right thing. What do you think of this? And seeing an ex who didn't and didn't end well with in public, how to handle that? We live very close to each other, so this could easily happen again, unfortunately. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Feather, feather, feather. What do we think? Did she handle it right? Let's start with that. She handled it perfectly yes. by not even forcing a hello would be pretty unnecessary. And also... If it ended that badly. A public spat... Never good. It doesn't make you feel better. What I will say... To her, I think she played it... Her friends are right. You finished your drink. You said, time to go. I don't feel good about myself because this person is here. I'm leaving. And then you left. What I would say to her, if this made you feel a certain way, it is within your right to get your own closure. This is not closed for her. If seeing someone out gives her a, like a, some sort of an episode, which she had, she, she, it wasn't like she saw him and she went, fuck, good riddance, I'm not with that guy. That's how you want to feel when you see someone. When you see someone that in your past, you want to go, Man, I'm happy with my life now. You don't want to go, oh, I'm the loser that got cheated on. And it, that's a tough thing to let go of. I, I, I hear that. But I would say to her, you need some sort of closure still, it seems like. Right? At, I mean, it's, if he was sat next to her kind of unknowingly at a bar and they were right next to each other, I could see 
saying maybe something, but not going like crazy on him. But she did the right thing. Yeah, this is perfectly right. But the the idea that I think she can say to him, "This is." I think something like this gives you the opening for a text that might help you get closure. So I think right now, I think what you did was perfect. But right now, you can text someone like that and say, hey, I saw you out with someone that you cheated on me with. I still feel like shit about that. I just want you to know that we're, you know, that I, this is, that you really did a bad thing to me. And maybe he writes back and goes, I think about it every day. I made a huge mistake. There's nothing I can do to like, you know, you don't know what he'll write back. But if you need closure, I think this is the opening to get that. Even if he said like, oh, fuck you, I can, I doing whatever I want, then it'd kind of be like, oh, well, this guy was an asshole. And, well, at least that just shows you that he's like, like a depraved human being. Like, like at least you know he's, you, you dodged a fucking bullet when he went and fucked someone else. Like, I, I, I just think closure, you're never going to give someone else closure, but you can always get your own, I think. So, like, for her, when you feel that badly you had to leave a restaurant, you need something. You need to get something. And I, and I, I, but don't walk, don't send that text thinking that you're going to feel all right, all right right away. But it just might help you get over the hump of, like, all right, I might have to see this person again. At least they'll know that when they see me again in public that I am not their friend. I'm not someone that they can just come say hi to. Because I think she's more worried about the next time this happens. Because maybe he didn't even really see her. Yeah. Hey, I saw you out in a restaurant and it made me feel like dog shit. Uh, I just want to let you know that I still am angry about it. And if you see me in public, please don't even say hello to me. That's it. Because people might have not even seen her in the booth. And then if they were in a more face-to-face kind of forced thing, he might say hi and not even... She might wake. what the hell? Absolutely. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Hi, J train. I just saw you in Sacramento and you are amazing, obviously. Thank you. Anyways, it's a Thursday night and I'm swiping through Bumble aimlessly. I'm a female. Hit the music classic shell. As I'm three glasses of cab salve deep, my gripe is that about one in every five bios says, if you have any questions, just ask. What the hell is that? Do men think that they're so interesting that women have to uh, have all these burning questions to ask them? It's such a turnoff for me to see that in a bio. I'd love to hear your thoughts on a very common dating app bio line. What do you think? Seems like they're... Oh, you know what? This kind of like makes me think of something. There was this uh, article written recently that mm. was like talking to women who they've been on these long dates where a guy never asked them a single question. I saw this, yes. So it's kind of like they don't have like really that much, but they just want you to just be very into them. Like, oh, hey. I'm an open book. Ask me all about how great she yeah. thinks I'm doing. <laughs> I saw that article in the, the the premise of that the guys are just not asking a single question is so funny to me. Guys are just cocky by nature. Like just the way 
we are, you know, like, um, I mean, I'm guilty of it on you up. I, I, you know, go off and, you know, Jordana's definitely more of a listener than I am a talker. You know what I mean? So, and I try to catch myself and try to be better. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> having been to Sacramento and my one takeaway of the men of that town was that it was like a very like, I, so I, I didn't realize it was such a big UFC town. So I didn't realize it's like yeah. a big hotbed of UFC fandom. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so, and I found this out by asking and I talked to a lot of people and then we went out to the bars. The guys that came to the show were great, but we went to some bars afterwards in midtown of Sacramento and we went to this one place, it was like a flamingo place and the dudes that were there, they weren't at the show, but they were just like these fucking ultra manly men and they were just so they were like at an 11 and i think that has to do with like if you're someone that's in the fighting world and so you take a lot of pride in the fact that you can fight so then you're a little bit cockier because you're like i i i can protect myself like i was in an uber i got in an uber by myself and this dude just opened the door and got in the front seat and i go yes not your Uber, man. And he goes, uh, oh, it isn't? No, are you sure? We sure? And I go, I just did the name thing with him. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, oh, I guess not my, not, I guess not my Uber. I guess not mine. And it's like, this girl's in Sacramento. She's around the this form of guy, which is all guys in general. I, I don't know if this is something that people see in New York. Maybe they do. But the ask me questions thing is someone that's like, they don't want to do the work to be impressive to a woman. They think because you swipe them right, well, you think I'm hot, so you must want to know what I'm all about. And it's like, I, I mean, if anything, we should take the negatives in these dating profiles as positives. That is something that you can say. You should not feel petty about saying, you're not a guy for me, for me, and unmatching. Or maybe they're even self-conscious about their actual interests like i think some ufc people are sort of like that like they might not like i think you i've gotten i've like learned more about it and i think it's on the surface if you said oh i'm really into ufc or i'm even like a mma fighter people might just think oh testosterone like dumb guy fighting but even and not and that's just like i can see how it might not be for everybody, but they not even want to look at, oh, it's just, you have to actually have some skill and there's a storyline. I'm with with you on that. It was just such an interesting parallel, like a correlation that they were like, this is a huge UFC town. And then as you went out, you saw these like very in shape, like with like, like very specific type of haircut. And they were just like, Every time you spoke to them, it was like an 11 out of 10. Like, it, it was just like very intense and very like the handshake was very specific. And it just, it, and I just think anyone that like would value themselves through the fighting world is someone that has a weird sense of value and would go on the dating app and be like, well, ask about me. Look at me in my affliction shirt. Yeah, that's right. I got these sweet shades on at night. <laughs> Come talk to me. And I I do think, look at the positivity of it. Now unmatch them, if that's something you don't like in the bio. Um, 
I don't see that from women. I've never seen that where it's like, ask me some questions. I do see, well, why don't you just ask? And it's like, you know, women have their own things, but I think this is just a male cockiness issue. Or maybe they just don't want the, okay, girl, if some bumble girl asks the message first and they just write, hey. So yeah. he wants to say, come on, do more than that. Yeah, that, that is like one of, there's like fending against that. I think it's someone that's just lacks any creativity themselves. And they're, and instead of being the one that like reaches out and says something, they're like, well, I'll just put, here's the thing about dating apps. The more someone talks to you, the more you know they're interested. So that's why Bumble, I think, is a male an app for men. Because you match with someone, so that's them saying, I think you're hot, and then the girl has to speak to you first. And every guy knows that in Tinder or in the apps in the past, when you don't speak first, that means you're not that interested. And when you do speak first, it means you are more attracted to them. This is your type. So when it gets put in the girl's hands, we know what how we act. So we know that that is some that is something we put on you. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here's on that subject. J Train, huge fan. Finally seeing you live in LA was just as great as I had hoped. Thank you. Quick question for you. I've had a one-night stand recently and wondering what the move is to take it more. I totally understand if he'll never see me again, see it as more than given uh, how it started, but I felt like we clicked. We hung out in the morning after, and then we text a few days later, and we had made reference to cook. He had made reference to cooking for me, seeing me later, etc. He then just ghosted. Should I be should I expecting a be expecting a 2 a.m. text you up in my future. Is there a good way to take it to drinks after a one-night stand? Your thoughts are much appreciated. Hashtag Feather Nation. P.S. Keep doing plain thoughts. I live for them. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I love writing the plain thoughts. What do you think, Shelby? Can a one-night stand become something more? If So he, she said, like, oh, I'm kind of being ghosted now. Could she just hit him, like, with a get it like out in the open like hey are we a one night stand type address yeah, it kind of or calling it out but the problem with calling it out is guys will always lie to hold on to a blowjob yeah <laughs> like so like what if she writes what is this and also guys will always lie to be nice we're fucked by this whole upbringing of like be a gentleman because now when we live in a more equal society, sex-wise, the idea of being a gentleman is to lie. That sounds really bad, but I think it's very true. So it's like you're, you're brought up to be like, be a gentleman, be nice to women, open the door, don't be a dirtbag. And then you go on these dates and it's like, I just wanted, this guy would be like, I just wanted a one-night stand. I, I think she's cute and fun and I had a good time, but this is all I wanted out of it. And a guy's been told his whole life, don't say that to someone. So if you write him and say, hey, remember one night saying he's going to go, he's going to take that as your answer. What's going to happen is he's going to feel he's answering, are you a one night stand person? And he doesn't believe that at all. Someone he knows, if a girl asks me after a one night stand, am I just a one night stand person? My response would be something along the lines of, of course not, because I don't want them thinking that they, that I think that they're just that type of person. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, oh, I just kind of 
to be blunt, like use your body sort of. Yeah, you don't want to sound like, because you yeah. didn't. I If I have a one we night stand. We both had fun. We both had fun. I, I enjoyed myself, but I'm that was really all I was looking for out of the experience. I'm not looking to date. I don't want to date. You know, I don't think the, I'm not looking to take this to the next level. It's as simple as that. But what we do is we put our own emotions on it. So we go, instead of saying like, hey, I, I, I just, that was what it was for me. I'm not looking for more. A lot of guys will respond to that by going, no, no, you're the coolest. We should keep in touch. We should figure something out and be vague about it. So you're not, the direct text won't get you what you need. Like I'd kind of want to say that in the way that I'd kind of prefer if I was on a date or two with somebody and asked them out again and they didn't want to, I'd kind of, I'd just like it if they went, you know what, you're great, but I just didn't feel the chemistry there. No yeah. thanks. I'd, I'd just like, hey, I, I like that they're a straight shooter. Of course. We all, we in this context, that's easy to say. Yeah. It's just harder to say, I would like that too, but also... There's two things at play. I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to say that you're a, a quote-unquote one-night stand person because you're not. Some other guy will like you and love you and be your fucking husband. But I do want to say that I had a good time and I'd also take more fucking without consequence. And that's really what he's going to want to say. So what I would say to her... More casual it, as some... What I, I think what a lot of women do in this situation is they hold the one night stand against themselves. So she's going to go, well, we did, we had sex on the first date. He won't ever want me. I'm worthless. I'm nothing. And it's like, no, you're worthwhile and you're great. You had a fucking great night. Good for you. So act. What I would say to her is send him a text being like, hey, don't be afraid to ask for the date after the one night stand is my point. Don't be afraid to say, hey. I thought we had a great time. Uh, I know it's been a while since I heard from you. I uh, would love to do drinks again, uh, at some point in the future. And then you go, and then that person goes, either takes you out or doesn't. Judge them by the action. That way you're not putting them in a position to go, well, do you think of this as a one-night stand? He's going to dance around that answer like crazy. <laughs> They go, like it's going on a fire. Yeah, he's gonna, he's literally gonna, it's gonna be like he's on hot coals. But if you say to him, "Hey, I had a really good time with you," be vulnerable in that. Hey, I had a really good time the other night. I'd love to do drinks whenever you got some free time. Boom, he'll he will either say, "I'm busy this week, maybe next week." That's a no. Or, yeah, actually, next Thursday I'm free. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but give it the opportunity to happen. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train podcast at gmail.com cowgirls and librarians j-dog let me start out by wishing you the best feathering imagine me pulling you in the back of my john deere tractor as i take you across a wheat field where your nuts gently graze the 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 acreage look at these are words i don't even know i guess there are farmers after all there are they're out there while the sun sets and the water babbles. I love that. So I come from a small town where everyone knows everybody's business. I just moved back from a big California city to take over my family's small business in agriculture. Wow, that's why you knew so much about that feathering. 
Dating has been meek until a few weeks ago. This girl who I've known for years and who is friends with all my friends here has recently decided she wants to date and fuck me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Such a weird way to put it. It sounded so sweet. Thing is, where I'm, I, where I'm a drug-sniffing, liberal-leaning, anti-marriage atheist, she's a gun-slinging, church-on-Sunday conservative rodeo cowgirl. Boy, he's really painted quite a picture. Why is she fucking me? Does she think she can change my ways? Am I just the bad boy she needs to fuck to be re- to rebel? I don't see this going long term, and I'm torn between confronting her about her ideological, religious differences that come up in little snippets, as being the end uh, end end tale, or letting this train ride its course. Much love, Shelby. Bring back the intimate relationships with color, and looking like the National Geographic girl that went missing for decades. What does that mean? Oh, I wasn't, didn't, who said that I look like the National Oh, yeah, 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 someone did say that. Was it did Chris Stefano? No, it was uh, Mehran. Right. Because your right. icy blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, love, liberal, and farm town guy. What do you think? Should you let her ride? Maybe it's like part of it's in his head because, I mean, how like much, a lot of it's how much is he really in a date just being like, God isn't real. We need a... Yeah, and her being like, I love kids, and yeah, I, I mean, we've church. talked about this in the past, where it's like, you got to stop saying what you are before you are. He's like, I'm a drug sniffing lib. Yeah, but you just took over the family business. That's going to be over soon. You have a farm. You have a responsibility. You have a life to live. You're going to be done with drugs, and you're going to be living in. You're going to be. You're in the small town where you said the dating life is meek. Why not give this a shot? I think we like, you know, you know. Especially now, everything's so politicized. We all like fear. You know, you see very way less couples that are like from opposing uh, sides of the aisle, right? Yeah, I sort of. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I'm just he. The way he's picture like painting the picture, it's like he's, he's like a mentor of Antifa, and she's wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. doubt it's that extreme here. E- exactly. You've been getting along. If if it if it hasn't got in the way of you fucking yet neither of you care that much about the side you represent and was there an email like oh i uh you know on the first date i say i'd never want kids and guys maybe they aren't sure if they are so i don't know if i should cut things off is like kind of like that like just see where things are going yeah she's gonna make you buy a gun i i do think that there. She's probably attracted to the fact that you're different than her. She's probably, I mean, just like you, you're like, you're interested in her world as much as she's interested in yours. Anything you're thinking, the other person's thinking. So she's probably like, yeah, this is different. And we, you know, we have moments where I don't like things he says, but that's what makes it interesting. The whole opposites attract, that's a cliche, just like his whole yeehaw farmer girl. It exists for a reason. So, I think you let it play out. You're in the small town. That's fun. And I think when the stuff comes up that, you know, the snippets of it that he talks about, lean into it. I, w- I would say learn about the other side. But don't, and it's tough. Don't fight it. Don't get a, into like an argument. It's not about arguing. Don't it's about have saying, to be right. well, why do you, do your parents do that? You know, like, and, and don't come with hate, come with love. Podcast at gmail.com. Train podcast at gmail.com. I love this sponsor. I love it. I love it. Roman. Love it. 
I love it. Guys are terrible about taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable with rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm that way. I'm always like, I'll take an Advil. I'm good. And you got you listen, you got to take care of yourself. I, I, I am the worst of it. It's annoying to go to the doctor. It's annoying. It's also scary. You know, you talk about those old people that never went to the doctor because they're like afraid. They're like, you know, well, you only find out you have cancer when you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So they just rather like not go. And a lot of us live in that kind of fear. I'd rather not go than find out that I have to do something now that makes me change my life a little bit. And it sucks. But you got to if you want to live a long, healthy life. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. And you know why? I'm seeing a lot of these commercials for the ED stuff now. Mm-hmm. You ever see the one with Snoop Dogg? I have. You have? And it's like a cartoon emoji version of Snoop Dogg? Yeah. The opening line, you know, there's a lot of like misconception and all of this like, there's a lot of shame involved with erectile dysfunction because it's like you're not a man. This is so much of our cockiness is, a, is around. The word cocky has the word cock in it. So I, I understand it all. It's, it's all connected. Snoop Dogg in this fucking commercial, he goes on. His opening line is like 70%. He's like, you might have a problem. Is erectile dysfunction a problem for you? It's not for me, but probably for you. It's like Snoop Dogg couldn't even cash the check without saying, I don't have erectile dysfunction in the commercial where he's being paid to promote erectile dysfunction. Some of these, like even with, uh, we're getting meta here, but with podcast ads that says the host must read and endorse, yes. but some don't. There's this one's like hair loss where you're like, oh, you know, it's just something the guys deal with. I don't personally, yeah, yeah, you but be- my friends do. <laughs> and, uh, you gotta fucking protest to it. It's like, listen, it could be you one day. It's like, ah, oh, it's not me. They're like, yeah, we know. We, we, we you're, I'm, big you're, pa- I'm big Papa Fuck. Your face is on the the logo. We see you got hair. Yeah. Like, but, you know, you could. Just don't, what do you gotta say? Talk to me like a person. Yeah, it's Snoop Dogg. Dude, you might have ED at some point. I might have it at some point. Shelly might have it at some point. I might have it right now. I might have it right now. Uh, fine, I have it. That's I'm why right. I like Roman. I mean, not me personally. Uh, I mean, not me. <laughs> this cock's hard all the time. Rump for rump. That's the thing. We're all human, and it's going to happen to all of us. Happens to everybody. So Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. This is a great service. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations. It, this is here to make you comfortable to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, guys, go online, get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. So, for a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. For a free online visit, GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Here with Classic Shelb at Classic Shelb. Dim the lights episode. How much time we got left here? We are at 51. Should we do some news or go all emails? What are you feeling like? I like this one. Always cute, never sexy. I have a bit of a personal dilemma that could use a dude perspective. I've been in a relationship now for going on seven years. 
I'm only 26. So I never, so she, they got together at 19. So I never really got the chance to date, which is fine. She puts in parentheses. That also means my longtime boyfriend also never got to date and experience other women. I see who he follows on Instagram and the videos and pics that he likes. And honestly, it doesn't, it bothers me a little, but not too much. It only bothers me because these women are far more attractive than I am. I, but I also am smart enough to know that they aren't real most of the time and they are unattainable. My question is, how do I go from cute to sexy? I am self-judging a 769. My Insta handle is below. Let's take a look. She's very cute. She's good looking, though. Like, not... Here she is with the boyfriend. She's hot. Yeah. And I have always been the cute, quote-unquote, or adorable girl, never hot or sexy, I think because I'm goofy. But also a huge introvert and cute makes me feel like child, like a child. Anyways, what do guys find to be sexy? I try dirty talk in bed, lingerie, very promiscuous outfits, but I'm still just quote-unquote cute. I should note, I'm also 4'11", so I'm already very petite, which also hinders me from looking like a quote-unquote real adult most of the time. Well, I, your dude wisdom is... I, do, I think she's hot. you have any thoughts on this, Shelby? Could it just be him that it's not that he hasn't or it's not in his personality maybe to just go out right and say, oh, you're so sexy? Yeah, I think that's a, that's got to be a part of it. Like, I think that uh, that's a weird thing to say if you're not used to saying it. Because it's not like she's, oh, I've seen dated five the guys none of them said sexy she said she's been in the same relationship for seven years and he just might be bad at communicating the message he just doesn't know how to send the message and that could totally be it and if that's the case i mean a lot of women do this where it's like you'll give a compliment they'll be like well i wish you just done it the other way and you're like fuck how do you want to like i'm trying i i I take it with how it was intended or if he does say oh you're so fucking hot and sexy if she if he thinks she'd be like whoa you never talked like that before yeah Yeah. you just especially when you're dug in seven years you just don't know i i i will say this sexy like she's got a picture here that's a sexy picture with the hat and the, you know, I, I will say this. I'm a big proponent. I, I, first of all, your boyfriend thinks you're sexy. He wouldn't be with you if he didn't think that. I, I, your boyfriend knows you're sexy. He's got to be better at communicating it. Maybe you say to him, hey, I need to hear it from you sometimes. And that's okay to say to your boyfriend of seven years. Yeah. What I would also say, and I, I will say this as a guy what I find sexy. You know what I find sometimes sexy? I And I say this on the podcast a lot. I was talking about this with uh, someone recently. And it was we were talking about how weird it is to bring up... Like, I saw a girl on, on um, NFL Network that was wearing her hair a certain way. And then I was, like, thinking about girls in my life and I was like, man, it would be hot if um, it would be hot if a girl I was seeing would get the haircut from the girl on TV. And like, I'm not saying, yes, that is me kind of saying I would fuck the girl on NFL Network. But 
I am thinking of the girl that I'm seeing in the context of this haircut. So I was like, I know how creepy that would sound to someone I was seeing. Does this make sense? If I was like, just turn on the TV and I was like, you know what? I'd like to see you that in that hair. Then she'd be like, wait, like, what's next? Like, dress like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you can go down that road. And also, like, do you not like fucking the person that you're with already? And I would say, no, I, this is just, I, I'm saying to this girl, sexy is different and change-ups and zags when you've always been zigging. So for you, she says, I put on lingerie. That maybe like just a, like maybe, maybe for you, you fucking, you do a wig night. You throw on a wig. Get and a you, Doris Burke haircut. Doris Burke. Linda Cohn. <laughs> Linda Cohn. <laughs> You go straight up ESPN. You, you know, so, but I'm saying, surprise him. Se- surprises are sexy. And that's not to say he doesn't want you. And it's just, I'm being vulnerable and open right now because I just know how creepy it would sound if I ever brought this up to anyone. Um, but use this as an acknowledgement that as a guy, sexy is the unknown. Sexy is the difference. Sexy is the the sexy is the safeness of someone you love doing something new. That's the smart. I'll give myself a pat on the back. I think that's the smartest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Sexy is the the person you love surprising you with something new. So I would say that because I I do think that there's a way to fight against the cute thing, and that's by being like the person's you know playing to the person's imagination and personal touch j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com shelby let's do a news story then we'll get out of here let's do it have a bit of a news story slash hypothetical okay a pro poker player has challenged another pro poker player that he will get pay him $100,000 if he stays in a pitch black bathroom for 30 days. Why is this two pro poker players? Are they just at the table discussing this? They, you know... They, I guess they're just gamblers, they're right? They're gamblers. They're two young guys, too. So stay in a pitch-black bathroom... In Vegas. For 30 days? 30 days, you... How do you eat? ...will have complete darkness, no electronics, no light-emitting devices or drugs of any kind. He's allowed any food that he wants. He has a bed, shower, and bathtub... But the food, you know, any kind he wants, but they will be delivered on not a regular basis. So it doesn't give him any indication as to how much. So time basically, they're like spend time in solitary confinement. But you can't even look at a phone. You can't look at any light. That's solitary confinement. That's a, that's a, that's that's you're going in the hole. But they don't shut the, the lights Andy off. Andy Dufresne. I think they do. Even so. Yeah. Um, this is a story that tells me these two people should have too much time on their hands. They are, they're at the end of the earth of things to do and they should be taxed more. 
They should be taxed at a higher rate than everyone else because you have too much money, you have too much time. And also, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're both single. I'm assuming they both don't have kids because this is only the talk of two people with no kids and no real responsibilities. And we live in a time where you can be a poker player and eke out a sing. Here's the thing. As a single person, you can eke out a life pretty, you know, you can get a life going. So these guys are single dudes that have nothing to pay for but themselves. And so they can spend a month in darkness and solitude because they're like, well, fuck it. I got nothing to say. I mean, becoming a comic for me, a part of that was that I didn't have things to, it's not like I had a kid. So I was like, I can go into a luxury profession and give it, take a stab at it because there was no one counting on me. And that's not to say people with kids can't do comedy, but... Honey, I got to get this hundred grand. I'm going to see you guys in a month. <laughs> see you in a month. You can't, you couldn't do that. No. It makes them hateable to everyone. This is like why people hate Americans too. Like there's someone in like Croatia fucking... Licking the floor for food. It's like, I am living in darkness. <laughs> yeah, I already live right in Right now. Yeah. I'd rather them go to prison. Because then at least they can, they, there's fucking consequences. That's a better, that's a reality show. That's a better bet because at least they're going to learn something about themselves. Go to jail. Go to prison. Yeah, go to prison. For 100 grand. That's the thing. Like, they put this bet out there. Like, look, look how much fun we have. Oh, we're such tough guys. Nah, why don't you make a prison? See how tough you are. Go to the Nevada prison for a hundred grand for a month. That's the moral here. That's I'm the moral. About of the to make story. a prop bet. Just, yeah, just go to prison. Yeah, well, it's like two dudes trying to like trying to you know have a dick swinging competition when there's really like are you gonna sit in the dark for thirty days? Okay, I don't think they could do it. I think they would lose, but whatever. It's something crazy. How many watermelons can you drop on your head? Something weird. <laughs> yeah, do something fucked something up. quick. Quick and messy. Any other stories? We do. Fan of Stephen Avery Smith. Who's that? Oh, Stephen A. Smith. Love Stephen A. Smith. I think that he is the best. He's the most entertaining. He, did you see the thing where he chose the Saints over the Cowboys while they were taping in Dallas? And then he like... He does this strut into the into the room. He's like the wrestling heel. I love Stephen A. Smith. What has he got going? Well, Stephen A. Smith, he works in the ESPN land where it's hot takes aplenty. A lot of hot takes. His career his lives and dies on his hot takes. I love him. I love his hot takes. And also, listen, do your, life, do your job with passion. And it will never feel like a job. He's always getting riled up. Love him. In such a way that he's made so many hot takes that a mashup has been made. Okay. Where he essentially argues with himself. So someone took him making points about football or sports or whatever and then made it so he's debating himself. Right. Uh, let's play it. That's hilarious. Will the Chiefs represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I think so. That's where I'm going today. I, that's, where I, that's where I've come to. The second that they beat Kansas City, they put you on notice that they're trying to make another Super Bowl run. Now, you might have looked at the Kansas City Chiefs and how they lost to the New England Patriots a few weeks ago. 
I think that Kansas City obviously is the team to beat, and I don't know if this particular New England Patriots team is equipped to beat Kansas City. And going up against Belichick, I'm going to bet on Belichick <laughs> before I bet on Mahomes. Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC, <laughs> and here's why. Because despite their suspect defense, it's clear. These are like recent to each other. To beat them. And who's that team? I'm going to look at the Patriots and say, you know what? They can ball. They're the fourth-ranked offense in the National Football League. Uh, they- <laughs> That's perfect. Because there's just so it's, – it's, it's perfect to exist in this time because before it was like, oh, you can go two and seven in your picks and you're no supposed to an know. expert. But they're yeah. not going back and looking. They're always looking forward. And then with this, there's so many the internet tweets, is- news, and he's going to all of the shows. No one's watching them all. Well, maybe somebody can put the mashup together. So. The, the internet is the great revealer. It's the perfect place. I mean, I, I think this is also a result of him losing Skip. Skip Bayless was the perfect. Uh, they both are less for not having each other. So, like... Stephen A could have a character where he knew what his arguments were going to be and he could stick to those arguments. And Skip knew where he stood. So they could always play to those characters. Now, Stephen A is going against, they got him with Damian Woody. They got him with the, Max Kellerman. The other guy, Will something. They want to get their takes out. So that's the thing. So he has to keep going against different people. They've put him against, you know, like three against one. So now he has to keep debating all these before he had the opponent that he knew and it was one single opponent so he knew how the dance went because they're really just yeah they're just they're not important they're not important questions no they're sparking you know conversation how elite of a player is this person yeah doesn't he's they're good what are you just making up an imaginary argument but that's the thing like that's why they're all so recent like when he was doing skip he could have an imaginary argument with the person that knew how to be imaginary with him. They knew how to play fun time. Now he's got to be have an imaginary argument with, you know, the guy who's for the Patriots, the one who's against the Patriots. He's got to figure out a way to play that discussion. It's really fucking hilarious. Uh, Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Thanks for having me. There it is. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow. Go support. This is a Dim the Lights episode. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. This was your Friday episode. I love doing these Dim the Lights ones. They're a lot of fun. Let us know what you think. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Let's hear it. I'm Jared Freed. I'm on Instagram at Jared Freed. Uh, Twitter, JTrain56. Snapchat, JTrain56. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.